1590 Afterwards, episode 21, Big Tom and Spence. How was the show this morning, Spence? Great. A lot of fun. I had definitely a lot of topics uh, to talk about. We'll get into one quickly, and it's real estate. Oh, yay. Real estate. And one of the things about real estate is, and there's envy here. There's absolute envy on what I know the position I'm in, even though I kick and scream and grumble and just get upset. I'm really in a good position compared to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Pretty, you know, we're in Goldilocks land around here. It's pretty good. Right. But then you see somebody who's a yard above you, then somebody who's 100 miles away, and you're just like, dang. When I used to drive the limousines, I drove up my favorite house. I drove up to a lot of beauties, but the one that cracked me up, I was driving somebody up to Montecito. You know that's good. That's where Oprah mm -hmm. lives. That's where everybody is. So I'm going up, and I'm on the you know my uh, GPS, and I pull up, and I said, oh, is this where all of you parked? I thought I was at a building. I thought I was at some sort of, like, museum or structure. And one of the guys in the back laughed, and he goes, no, that's Ed's house. Wow. And I turned around, and I just luckily said, well, congratulations, and everybody laughed <laughs> because it was just ridiculous. Ridiculous. And the lawn that was in front, I guarantee you it was a 100-yard lawn. I guarantee it. That it was like a incredible. Work. That's the thing. So that's what I want to get into exactly. You In your life, you must have been to a few good, if I may say, cribs. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, one of the nicer ones, I, I used to visit my buddy uh, Russell Peters, a comic who has a nice, used to have a nice place out there in Hollywood Hills. Very nice crib. My um, ex-wife's brother has a spot up um, the top of, oh, what is it? Not Felix. Yeah, Los Feliz. And it's like right up there next to that, uh, the grocery store people used to have a place up there. Oh, yeah. Right next to it. And then really beautiful views and just amazing, but the upkeep. Whew. When you look at just weed whip in the joint, my uh, friends of ours, their dad did incredibly well in a particular business. He's been local for 50 some years. And they built one of those houses. They're over on the Camarillo side and it's, it's lovely. And the thing that's great about it they didn't want to hire a regular crew, so they uh, have coal over a couple of days a week to work 16 hours, and he goes out there, weed whips. There's oh. rattlers. There's all sorts of stuff, but it's a gorgeous house. And sometimes you look around, and I never get a, a just congratulations, way to go. This place is beautiful. But there's some houses that you're like, are you kidding me? And there's one from the Gilded Age. Yes, I had to look it up. We were talking about it this morning. This is afterwards. And we were talking about 1009 Fifth Avenue, a little crib that was built in the Gilded Age, which is about 1880 to about 1895, just after we got over the Civil War and just before, obviously, we got into the 19th century. Mm -hmm. So this sucker is on sale right now, 20,000 square feet. There's eight beds and 10 baths, which oh, wow. cracks me up because it's usually four bed, two and a half baths. You know, usually your ratio is the other way around. Uh, but this place is listed at $80 million. Oh, my goodness. $80 million. Ooh. So you're just like, okay. But you look at it, and it's glorious. It's just insane. And they're saying within the listing, hey, you can live in the top part and maybe make a museum downstairs. It's a historical Landmarks, so you have to be careful uh, with the way you handle this property. Just because you buy it doesn't mean you can blow it out. Uh, but the other thing that's interesting about it, if you want to go down to the square footage, it's uh, four thousand dollars 
a square foot as it sits right now. I don't know if it's up for a lease deal. Taxes alone are $23,000 a month. That's just taxes. Wow. $23,000 like a, a month. buying a new car every month. So if you look at something like that, twenty-three grand. so we were looking at who could buy this. So Judge signed a pretty big contract, mm-hmm. ball player, and we didn't think he could afford it. The guy who is selling it, his name is uh, Carlos Slim. He was once uh, the world's wealthiest man. He owned like every cellular phone site in Mexico. And he made a lot of cash off that. He owned this, and now he's selling it. It was uh, originally built with, you guessed it, tobacco money way back in the day. But when you see these types of houses, and it's funny, it's called a townhouse. (laughs) Just technically, it's called a townhouse. You wonder and for eighty million, does that include utilities? Yeah, what else is involved in that? Yeah, do you, do you get a? Are there elevators? Is yeah, there what's a septic tank? Yeah, well, what what are the amenities other than the turrets? But when you look at it, twenty five total rooms. It has to have a dumbwaiter. Dumbwaiters are like really cool. Now, is a dumbwaiter technically the one that you actually mm-hmm. hand over hand pull up? Yeah, yeah it's not done on anything. Right. And it's basically to put trash down or bring stuff up. Yeah, mostly to bring stuff up. And uh, um, my buddy lived in, I think I told you, one of the old settlers' houses from way back. Uh, and they had the, the dumbwaiter. They had a trash chute and a laundry chute. So anywhere anywhere in the house on the third or fourth floor, you could just throw stuff down to the basement. One of the very cool houses here in in town that you can actually walk through is at the uh, Camarillo House. And they they throw a lot of big wine parties there. But the thing that's cool about that, obviously not nearly as expansive, but when you look at how clever they were on the build, where you're sitting like to dine, there's this little back entrance that kind of circles up. And that's where the help comes in. So suddenly the help just appears in the kitchen. Right. It's like, where do they come from? But they have this little stairway, so they get all the stuff down there, and they just appear. And that's uh, part of the Camarillo house. Take that tour if you can, folks. It's it's really cool. But again, just looking at the idea that taxes alone are 23000 So is there some sort of HOA group there? I don't know. <laughs> you know what do you do for security? Uh, what's happening here, but that $23,000 just kind of places you in knowing where you are and where they are. But again, as I said, there's so many people on this planet that would beg to be in the position that we're in right now. Yeah, that's true. But the distance between is uh, it's just a little weird. So uh, that was one of the conversations that we had this morning on News Talk 1590 KVT. I got to bring this one up again because Envy is a beast, and it's, it's a real problem, especially when you're dealing with the, the best of the best. And apparently, this Scottie Pippen thing has even leveled up once again. That's a bummer. It is. And I think his people, him being Scottie Pippen, they should say, horse is so far out of this barn, let it go. How many people do you think, out of like percentage, of basketball fans think Michael Jordan is a GOAT? Oh, I would say over half. Easily. Yeah. yeah easily I'd over, over half. half. I, I'd yeah. say it's like, yeah, 60 to <laughs> 70. I still, even though I love him, I'm still a Kareem guy. He's just my dude. And I, and one of the things you'll find, a lot of times your goat is the one through your life. Yeah. And when I really liked the Lakers, it was uh, the Kareem magic times. I was okay during the Kobe Shaq, but I wasn't as vested because I had created a different life. So Kareem was always my guy. And I knew him 
from UCLA. And Kareem continued impact on the world to, to this day mm-hmm. still. I mean, he still puts out essays and things that, that get people to think. And yeah, Kareem, and man, what a, a game changer that guy was. And the thing about Kareem, when you look at all of the players, it's not only how good they were, but nobody had the sky hook. No. That yeah. was his signature shot alone. Impossible that to was stop. It. That was it. What did Chick Hearn used to call deadliest shot in basketball? That's what he said, because you could not block the shot. You pointed out the uniqueness of Michael's. Michael Jordan did a fadeaway, so yeah. he would shoot on his way down. Like he would, When he would shoot his jumpers, he would shoot on his way down. Mm-hmm. When most people shoot when they reach the very top of their jump, he, he would uh, shoot on his way down, which made it really hard to defend. And in a lot of times, this is exactly where goats get it. Not only with the numbers they put up, but the personality, the style, the way they influence the game. Uh, like Michael Jordan. Shoes. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. That guy Gatorade. completely, yeah, completely changed industries. Completely changed industries. There's nothing like him. We highly recommend the movie Air uh, to people just to see how that went. Remember, he sold a lot of underwears, too. Yeah. He was good at selling those underwears. A lot of, now there's uh, Machado uh, down in San Diego. He's got oh, an underwear contact, contract. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. Saw, and for us, since I'm, I'm a little back in the days, uh, it was Jim Palmer. Uh, from the Baltimore Orioles way back. He he was an underwear salesman. I'm guessing the Manny Machado variety of underwear would be a lot more snug than the Michael Jordans. Yeah, could be be different. Could be a little different. But these are the players that make that kind of difference. So uh, let's just do basketball. What do you say? Kareem's in the argument. Certainly Michael Jordan. Certainly Michael Jordan would be in the argument. Bill Russell for sure would be in the argument. How can you forget? How many? Yeah, more, I, than, more than 10? Um, I can't remember exactly. Did he have 11? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he had one for each finger. It was a lot, yeah. So there, yeah, you must bring him back. And when people say, I love this, it was easier to play back then. Seriously, you're going to go there. Because you know what? If you take a runner from, like Jim Thorpe, take mm-hmm. a, um, 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 I, just saw his, I just saw the movie on him. Oh, my God. It was, Owens, Jesse Owens, for crying out loud. Guess what? Jesse Owens would be slower than the guys today. But back then, he was wicked fast. And up against the competition he was up against. And we talk about political problems and what people had to endure. This black man in ran in front of not only there, yeah. but Hitler. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> do you think there were some people kind of looking down on him? Like Hitler wouldn't even go to meet him. At one point, wouldn't even go to meet him. And it was standard for every uh, country leader to meet the winners of of certain things. So we can look at all the people and call them goats, but uh, game changers, certainly many of them. And I think Kareem, the other thing that Kareem did that we forget about, Lou Alcindor became Kareem, just like Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali. That was a dramatic move back then. It was hard for people to to get behind. That's true. And a lot of people, especially on one side, uh, really looked down. And they, they, some people insulted him so heavily they wouldn't even call him by the name he chose. Yeah. And so you look at that kind of politics. I, I don't think Michael had to go through that. I did um, the same thing with Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. I kept calling him Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, Ocho Cinco is another great. What's he doing these days? Is he anywhere? I think he's doing stuff. I think he's, he's probably Instagram living and things like that. And now that you mention it, how is that new football league going? I had a report. Somebody was watching a game that was from Florida, and he said it looked like a college lacrosse game. You couldn't see anyone in the stands at all. 
Well, nobody really realizes it's even going on. The football game. Yeah, yeah. where are they being shown, and why are they doing this? I was flipping through the channels, which is very rare because I never really watch TV, and I saw, oh, USFL, let me check it out. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, is this a – oh, they're showing practice, or what is this? And it was a game. It was just a game with – very, very few witnesses. I think in this case, the NFL is going to rule forever, and people don't really want football in that offseason because there's so many other things to entertain, and NFL is so epic, I think you just got to let it go. Well, they just have to, they have to realize you need to go into smaller markets, and you've got to go into markets that are willing to really support a team, and you have to have some kind of... Um, you have to play nice with the NFL. You have to you have to be like a feeder league to the NFL. The NFL will totally get behind it if you're supporting their product. That's a guarantee. And the other thing is, like you say, smaller markets. It's like when somebody wanted to put a baseball team over at the uh, beach here at the fairgrounds. I love baseball. That's a dumb idea. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. So picking your market is also uh, really important. And since we're sporty this morning after doing real estate first, I also have to give a huge nod to the women's college, baseball, I'm going to go WCBD, WC something. The softball is awesome. Really? It is so cool to watch. It's crazy. And they're talking about how that sport has really come up in the ratings. Now, get mad at me if you will. I'll give you an opportunity. This is where I think the women are going to win in sports. Mm -hmm. The WNBA, I know they're all good athletes. But you know what, folks? It's not the NBA. There's not the slam dunks. There's, it's just not the NBA. Women's hockey is pretty dang cool. If you watch women's, but there's just something remarkably different in the WNBA than the NBA. But if you watch these women play softball, God, you know, you're yeah. seeing this. The way it's a faster hit, the game than baseball. Oh, it's a way snap, faster. Snap. Yeah. And it's so, it's just crazy. It is as the, uh, it's just on fire. And it's so cool to watch. I'm, I'm a big fan now. You know, the College Baseball World Series for the men got a nice um, bump, and a lot of people watch that. But there is nothing like the level of competition these, these women are doing in college is as good as anything the men do when you look at the one-on-one. It is so awesome. Highly recommend taking in some of these uh, college fast-pitch softball games they're really amazing and i think this is where women will win and that's where they'll do it yeah as long as nobody like barry bonds decides to identify as a college woman baseball player (laughs) yeah if 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 there's any uh switch up there because that was another story uh that we had earlier today and that intrusion (coughs) to me people can say what they want i'll just say that you know when we agree to disagree Mm -hmm. Uh, you're wrong on the (laughs) the idea that a man can have some sort of change of heart or some other part of their body and become a woman to compete, the answer is just no. 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 It's no. And let it go. Anybody who argues that, should they be treated fairly in work and place? Absolutely. Access to everything. But don't don't go up to women and compete against them in sport. Yeah. Nope. As girl dads, it's really hard for us to to see in stomach because that's – In a courtroom, in a classroom, in a lab, everywhere where it's a competitive field intellectually, yes, go. And it doesn't matter. 
But when it's sports, you got to let it go. That That is where I will never agree to disagree on that topic. So away we go. We're into OT again. Oh, my goodness. That's good. Well, we get the overtime check as always. Thank you for listening to 1590 Afterwards on all the podcasting networks and the KVTA app.